Talking sport with Louis Carpers. Pulling no punches. Telling it like it is. Louis Carpers is Talking Sport. Hello again, welcome to another edition of From the Boardroom to the Locker Room. Today, very privileged, we've got Donna Fenikert with us from the South African Ladies Cricket Team. Donna, thanks for taking time to chat to us, and I guess you're sitting at home wishing you were in Ireland. Yeah, again, another tour, you know, missing another tour. Yeah, first of all, was the World Cup, and now it's Ireland, so you're getting a bit frustrated, but I guess it's <laughs> part of being injured a lot and uh, breaking your ankle in Jan. But tell us uh, how the rehabilitation has been going oh yeah good it's been long and hard you know especially missing out you know as captain it's it's always hard to watch your teammates you know go on tour without you want to be there not just leading the team but also just you know I guess producing some match-winning performances and, and supporting the team in that way as well so yeah it's, it's obviously frustrating but it's a process that I'm, I'm quite used to at the moment I've been injured quite a bit yeah I don't know it must obviously as you say be extremely frustrating but sitting back and watching how the girls have done you must be extremely proud yeah always proud then I'm the, the biggest fan and you know the team has grown in leaps and bounds in the last five years and you know the performances have shown that and no doubt in Ireland the team will make us proud again now I know it's not uh, the right thing ethically to discuss discuss a lady's age but as a sports person it's obviously in the limelight and the reason I ask is because at the age of 29 now you've seen this team and ladies cricket in South Africa grow dramatically over the last couple of years. Yeah look I'm not shy of my age (laughs) you know been part of the team for uh, you know what 13 to 14 years now and you know since the day I started to now it it has in leaps and bounds as you mentioned it's it's incredible to be part of and I think it's it's a brand and a a product to to get really excited about you know not just women's cricket in our country but in the world it's it's really it's growing and it's getting really exciting and, and a really lucrative product and obviously the more young girls see you guys as role models the more they want to play and the more they want to play the more there are opportunities yeah i think at the end of the day that that's the team's goal um you know i've been working with them as i said it's been part of 13 years and, and captaining for the last what six years or seven yeah six or seven years now and um you know that's the team's goal the team's goal is to to really you know motivate and and you know get girls and and women excited for cricket in our country you know it's all about the pipeline and and it needs to you know we we always say pumping the pipeline and the more females and and girls get excited for the game and get into it and you never know if there's a next Laura Walford Marazan Cup you know Shabnam Ismail Ayabonga Kaka you know you never know where's that next you know the next player so the more people see us you know the more players we can get and more girls we can get excited to to obviously take it up. You must have experienced in your teenage years, oh, but she's just a girl. I'm sure there are a few people that are looking up at you now and saying, I shouldn't have actually said, oh, I'm just a girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of females have a dealt with, I guess, scrutiny, if you can say it like that. Um, a lot of my teammates as well growing up playing cricket, um, you know, people didn't think that we'll do it as a job and, and it becoming as big as it is today. And, it, and again, it's just growing. So, yeah, you know, you can't do really uh, give them slacker. I mean, at, at that time, you know, when I was, I guess, 13, 14, I never thought that I'll be able to do this as a job, tour the world, you know, play in these different leagues, you know. So you, you can't kind of be, <laughs> you can't give them too much slack, but, you know, hopefully, you know, we can change the narrative and you know get not just us said girls and, and and females because we want them to get into cricket but we want uh, men and boys to get excited for women's cricket and really want to watch it you know for for what it is yeah i mean the one of the things that let's just talk quickly briefly about the ipl that just ended recently i was amazed that there were most probably more ladies 
girls and especially young girls watching than they were men and boys. Yeah, I mean, it's cricket is a, is a sport for everyone. It's, uh, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, you know, India, the women's team has gone uh, really well in, in world tournaments. You know, they've they made a couple of finals in, in the, the last three years. And, you know, they, they made a semi-final again. Oh, no, I think they must just missed out on a semi-final this year. But, you know, they've gone really well. And I'm not surprised that a lot of females watched the IPL. Everybody is excited about cricket. It doesn't mean if you're female or male, you, you should enjoy it more. Um, you know, you appreciate the game for what it is. And if you love a sport, you love a sport. It doesn't matter your gender. As a courtesy, I was trying to kind of wait for you to lead me into asking you the question about the World Cup. And the reason I say that is because I was most probably fortunate. In fact, I was. I was extremely fortunate in one way. And another way, I was rather unfortunate because of the sadness in 1992, just before you were born, to be in Australia with the cricketers on their first sojourn to the World Cup. And that huge disappointment of losing. Hell, we thought you were going to be the first team to win the World Cup. I know you weren't there, but we were so confident we thought there it is girls are going to do it for us never mind the men wasn't to be was it just there at the end those damn Aussies yeah look yeah but I'm, I'm still going to stick with, with my guns and say that this team's going to be the first South African team that's going to win a World Cup cricket team so I'll stick to my guns with that you know this team's the best chance that we have at the moment, in my opinion, to to bring a World Cup home. We've got a home World Cup next year, T20 World Cup. And, you know, what better ways to win a World Cup is at home. So, uh, as I said, I'll, I'll, I'll stick stick to my guns and say this will be the first team that's going to win a World Cup in our country. Yeah. Uh, cricket World Cup, obviously. I've lost hope with the men, so I'm going to obviously support <laughs> the women. But, you know, I've been to so many World Cups and I've been so sad so many times. I had to endure that 22 runs of one ball in Australia. Australia, I had to endure good old Sean's mistake. It was a mistake. I don't know who gave him or didn't give him the piece of paper against Sri Lanka in Kingsmead and all the other times. And then this year, I thought, okay, I'm going to be celebrating a World Cup, as I say, those damn Aussies. Let's talk about the strength and depth of the team, because obviously you're only as good as the next generation. Is there a, a really good bunch of young girls coming up? Yeah, absolutely. I was fortunate enough, just got back into training and I joined the, the team for camp and uh, they played a couple of, I guess, multi-day long format because we need to prepare for the test against England that's coming up and, you know, pleasantly surprised, obviously, I've been out of the, I guess, the environment for a little bit and pleasantly surprised of the players I've seen, you know, Dami Tucker got the, the call up now that's that's in Ireland, um, you know, very well-deserved selection. Uh, it's one of those gritty players that's, that's really putting in the hard work and she stood out at this camp what I what I saw and you know a lot of youngsters as well players that's only started playing when they were 16 but they have incredible amounts of talent and you know I'm excited to see them go the more they the more they play within this environment I think they'll obviously grow massively um, not just the skill but I guess as well playing with with and against I guess some of the the best players in the world as well. So absolutely, um, a lot of things to be excited for. The nice thing about this team is how, you know, the core group have, have stayed together for, for quite a quite a while, you know. Some some of us have played together for 10 years. So um, I think that's the great thing. And, and these players are still staying fit and, you know, at the top of their game. So it's, it's a great mix and match of, um, I guess, inexperienced, experienced, young and old age. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you can say old, but um, older. <laughs> yeah, or not so young anymore. When we look when we look back, as I say, over the last 10 years, and I know I'm harping on about it because it has grown and developed so much. And obviously, 
the interaction with the Big Bash and going and playing with uh, your opponents in international cricket, but as, as teammates, must give you unbelievable amount of confidence when you play against them, as the same for them, which obviously strengthens the game tremendously. Yeah, I mean... Um, I was fortunate enough, myself and Marazan, things we known at the time, Shabnam, you know, were one of the first South Africans, some of the first South Africans that played in the, the inaugural Big Bash, and that was, what, seven years ago, eight years ago. Yeah. Um, I could remember at that time I was I was looking up to players, you know, this, you know the big names, the Elise Perrys, the, the Susie Bates, the, the big names, and I, I was, you know, I was obviously it was daunting at the time and thinking I, I have to play against them and, and, and meet them and all those things. And then time you realize that they're only human. And I think that is that's the great thing is you play with and against them. You see, I guess, what makes them tick. You know, you see that they have their bad days as well. You kind of think you're the only person that has bad days. And it kind of just put things into perspective. And as you say, it just gives you so much confidence of, look, I'm not far off. You know, a couple of more years I can, you know, I can really um, and, and try and stamp my authority on, on international cricket. I just kind of need to take a couple of, you know, pages out of their books and, um, you know, implement it into my game or my daily, I guess, routines and stuff. So, yeah, and, and I mean, we were, I think last year we were eight South Africans, eight or nine South Africans at the Big Bash. So it just shows you where, where the team, first of all, is going. And you can see the performances uh, within our side playing against some of the best countries in the world. You can see that there's not that tentativeness anymore. And the confidence is is well and truly there to to compete and, and really do well against those teams. So let's now move our attention to the upcoming uh, tour of Ireland. What can we expect from the team? I thoroughly believe a, a series one. Uh, absolutely, the team's on a, on a pretty good high, especially after the performance at the World Cup. Yes, disappointing, didn't get the cup, but a very confident display from the team, you know, 80 to 90% of the time. So, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, hopefully a dominant display from the team. And uh, there is, again, there's a couple of new faces there, but it's it's great for the game and it's great for, you know, the, the competitiveness within the team. So, yeah, excited to see how the team goes, but uh, no doubt, believe that that'll be a, it'll be a series win. The, the test series coming up against the England? Yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah, it's going to be exciting. Hopefully, uh, God willing, I'll be there. You know, but yeah, that it's something different. You know, there was only a couple of us that played uh, the 2014 test against uh, India. It didn't go too well, so <laughs> not fond memories of, of test cricket for us. But you know, that the skill has gone gone up massively. So uh, you know, I've got some players that I think will really excel in that in that format. So yeah, just excited. To, to watch the team if I'm not there, but hopefully if I'm there, be part of that. It's easy when you don't get as much time on the field not just yourself, but all the girls. I mean, there's not a lot of test cricket played. Not at all. This will be the first one in eight years So for, for South Africa. So, yeah, it's, it's not great. As I said, there was a camp where the players played two four-day games, or one four-day game, one three-day game, uh, just to get used to the Duke ball and, and all those things. So uh, it was quite interesting to see the tactics. It obviously is a, a whole a whole different ball game. You know, I always think about it as like as a captain where, you know, just tactically, it just intrigues me so much, you you know, you want to actually play it more often just because of, well, I'd like to just because of that factor, the tactical factor behind it. You know, so hopefully in the near future, there'll be more, I guess, multi-format uh, series and, you know, Test will become one of them for international women's cricket. Certainly hope so, because there's nothing like a Test match going down to the last 15 overs of the final day. Prove all the critics wrong that it's boring. It's not boring at all. As you say, it's like a game of chess. It's brilliant. Can we just turn our attention before we say goodbye to you? Victoria Centurion High School, were you active at school? Were you 
crazy sports mad or were you a nerd with your head in the books? <laughs> I wish I was a nerd with the head in my books. That's one thing I'll tell my kid one day. <laughs> no, I was, I was definitely sports. I loved sports. I actually didn't enjoy school as much. Love my friends, all those things. But I literally went to school for the veltering at the end of the school day for me to get on the, the park. I loved hockey. I played softball. I tried every sport there is, bar, swimming. <laughs> yeah, that, I just loved my sport. In hindsight, probably had to like uh, academics a little bit more. Sport of us, I think, do end up in the sports game in one way or another, most definitely. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. We hope to have a chat as soon as you get all your injury problems behind you and you're back on the field, smacking it around, leg spinning it and doing whatever you do. And of course, leading the team like you have. Obviously, they've looked after the team in your absence pretty well. Oh, not winning the World Cup, but we can't blame them because it's so brilliantly there. Feel and get better as quickly as possible. We look forward to seeing you on the park again. No, thank you so much. And thanks for the cool chat. I really enjoyed it. Fantastic chatting to Dana van Nick. But it's not all. We're going to now chat to the coach of the side. Uh, joining us now on from the boardroom to the locker room is Hilton Moriang. Hi, Hilton. Our guest today, for me, has the absolute best job in the world. Manager of the South African women's cricket team. Loves the sports. I'm sure he gets on brilliantly with the women and sees the world. What more could you ask? Hilton Moreng, welcome to From the Boardroom to the Locker Room. Nice to have you on the show today. Uh, good uh, afternoon, Louis, and to all your listeners. And uh, thanks for having me. So first of all, let's just clear this up. You're in Ireland at the moment. I bet it's warmer than here in South Africa. No, we wish it could be warmer. More in different weather from what we used to. Yes, we started our first prep yesterday in Dublin. It hasn't surprised us anything regarding that, regarding the weather. It has been extremely cold, but uh, we are adapting to it. It's fantastic to hear. I'm sure it's going to warm up. The weather's there is even more difficult to judge than it is here in Cape Town. Let's uh, get into the, uh, the, the team. They've uh, travelled well. Everybody happy? No injuries? All good? All has been very well and everyone has travelled well. It is one of our most exciting uh, tours we're looking up to because of the youngsters we got in the group that we're looking forward to see how they go. But so far, seeing well of health and everyone is ready to go. That's fantastic. Okay, let's talk a little bit about you. Born in Kimberley, played for the Free State, wicketkeeper, right-hand batsman, obviously moved on from there to look after the South African women's cricket team. An honour and, I'm sure, an amazing job. No, it has been, I think... Uh... Since I started to where we are now, it is just we just in growth in women's cricket. And when I started, when we had one or two tours, it was uh, it was a while for the team. Now we have we just battling to have each and every member of the squad under the same roof at the same time because of the amount of cricket has been played around the world. So it has been great. It has been very exciting and it created a lot of interest and awareness around the team, especially in the women's game in our country. So where we are now, we're just in a blessed place to be seeing this game grow exponentially the way that it did. And uh, and now the team is also caught up with the likes of Australia, England, New Zealand, who when we started, the gap has been so big that it was difficult for us even to compete at the moment. Now, being ranked second in the world, it shows that the stride that the South, uh, South African momentum team has done in the last couple of years since we've been working together. Yeah, I was I was talking to Dana Fanikek, uh, and I was talking to her about the World Cup, and obviously um, there's a, a rather large age difference between her and I. And the year before she was born, I was unfortunately in 
enviable situation of being with the Proteas, as though then they were called South African cricket team in Australia in 1992, Kepler mm-hmm. Vessels and Hansi Kroenier and the guys. And I lived through that World Cup where South Africa came so close and then obviously got knocked out in the semi-final thanks to a news bulletin on a television station. And I basically have lost hope in the men's team winning the World Cup. But recently I got so excited I thought, right, the first team that's going to win it is going to be the Proteus women. And uh, got so close yet so far. It's hurting because we, we felt that, uh, especially after the 2017, where you got so close and you, rea- you realised your potential as a team. And again into a semi-final in the T20 World Cup in Australia, we have uh, adapted a lot of our plans and made sure we had the right personnel for this World Cup. So... Since the first day we got to New Zealand to the semi-finals that we had, it's, uh, there's always a belief has always been there that we can win a World Cup because of the talented squad that we have. And it was very, very painful for us in the change room the way it ended because we felt that we've done enough on the day. I think we made all the right calls. It's just on the day that uh, we disappointed ourselves and ended up uh, being on the losing side. But it's one of those that the team is just driving towards. We're still working extremely hard to see how we can win a World Cup because we feel we have the, the necessary personnel to do it. Now that uh, with the upcoming World Cup back at home, it's another opportunity for these uh, talented cricketers to show the world what they can do. And also, it must be, um, as much as it's difficult, and you're suggesting, I mean, I know the feeling, the tears running down your eyes, and it's easy to say, but it's so true that it does make you stronger. No, it does. It, 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 you become even hungrier because you want to get back to the park as quickly as possible and see how you can improve and rectify whatever you need to be rectified as a team because you know on another day on the team, the team can beat any team on, and, and who they play against because uh, we have such a lot of match winners in the squad. So, you know, it's going to take that one moment that uh, it starts clicking and then when it does, I think our followers and our supporters and everyone has been behind the team can be proud of the team because they have the potential and I think the belief is still there. We're still working towards every game that we play and now is to make sure that when we have the one at home now we can start seeing how we can get ourselves into a final because once you're there what can, anything can happen because thus far we've been consistent in knockout stay to get ourselves in a knockout stages is just to make sure we get uh, one closer now. How much of a loss has the captain Dana been over the last couple of months? No, it's huge. It's a huge, huge. I describe her as a as a four in one player that we have because you lose the qualities of Dane. It's it's not an easy replacement you can get, and it, it will take a couple of players to fulfil that role because of what she does and what she means in the squad. Very talented cricketer, very very astute leader, and one that uh, wears her heart on the sleeve. So it has been tough not having her on the park. And we also understand the frustrations regarding these things that can happen in a game which has been injured. But the medical team has been very supportive and each and everyone in the squad has been supportive uh, in the journey that she's been that we can see if we can get out quickly, we can get her back into the change room. It will just be a plus for us as a team because she's such a magnificent cricketer. It must be great to, I mean, if you think back, what, five, six years in, outside of international cricket, our players playing internationally, how so many of them have developed and have been able to mm. go to big bashes and hundreds. You must take a lot of pride in that. No, oh, a lot. I think when initially the big bash started uh, six, seven, eight, eight years ago, mm-hmm. we only had, if we had two players that was playing there, it was a great achievement. 
because like I said, now in the beginning, you had those numbers that uh, were playing there. And then over the years, how they developed now to eight, almost 10 players playing in the big pitch, and you have all these leagues and you have players being invited to go play there. It has shown that the growth of this team, what has been achieved as a momentum brought years, it bears testament to that. And even when they do go to this league, they are owned and how they put on match winning performances for their teams. It shows that the team has gone from strength to strength. And we also like to encourage the youngsters that even watching that there's always an opportunity once you keep working hard. So yeah, we're very proud of them and the way they're representing the country and being great ambassadors for the country. When you look back at your playing career and the level that you and others were at that time in first-class cricket, how does it compare to the level of the ladies' cricket around the world at the moment? It has grown. It has become extremely competitive now. I think if, even if you look at, uh, when you look at the top five, six ranks of teams in world cricket, other players have become athletic, they've got become more stronger. And they're starting to hit the ball as like a couple of you've seen some of the ladies that can hit even longer balls these days than what sometimes we'll get in the men's game. So it shows that uh, the game has caught up and uh, the athleticism side of the game is even the highest level. So it's it's a brand that these days you when there's women's cricket on the on the on the screen, people want to watch and see what's gonna happen because it's difficult to call games these days. I mean, you don't have a team that uh, rocks up onto the game and you expect them to win. Because on a given day, anything can win. It shows that how close the everything has become and how professional the game has become. So it has improved and, and moving in the right direction and it's just going to get better from here. What's amazed me the most, about not just women's cricket, but cricket in general, you know, when you were playing first-class cricket and I was doing commentary, there might have been a handful or more of ladies, girlfriends around watching. Now, you watch a game of cricket. I mean, the last month with the IPL going on, I was amazed at the number of ladies and, most importantly, girls watching the game. <laughs> that, that's one of those that, because of everything that has happened around the game, how, how they generated interest around the world. I mean, these days, it's uh, it has become a family where you can't just have... Back in the days, like you highlighted, where only the, the men used to go watch the cricket and ladies were not interested. Now, because of how the game has grown overall in, in both genders, it's, uh, it's rare that you don't find a lot of, of uh, uh, gender guys coming to watch because of the interest. So it has grown and uh, it's generated a lot of interest and, and there's a lot of families now coming to watch, which is very good. So even young girls watching now, they know they can make a career out of this. They can identify with role models and uh, start working towards becoming as best as they can be. And also, I guess, the spin-off of the girls coming to watch the Virat Kohli's and the A.B. de Villiers, they then go, hey, I can play this game. It looks like a bit of fun. And then they get into it. And before you know it, as we've seen, how the game has grown. In our country, how do you feel the future generation of cricketers, look, are there lots of girls running around saying, I'd like to be a Dana for Nikikos or Nus or, you know, are they coming about? Do they come and watch and say, hey, I want to play? That is the one thing the momentum process has got right. Uh, that's why, because one thing I can highlight before I answer your question is that South Africa is a country we are blessed with talent. And we are, we're seeing a lot of cricketers coming through, especially at a younger age. 
think back in 2014, I think the team when we sat down, it's one of the things that we felt that was not visible enough. Enough we are young cricketers wanting to become proteas one day who can identify with the team. And I think the, the simple goal we set ourselves then is to make sure that we as a team start becoming a force to be reckoned with. Because everyone wants to support a winning team. And then the sooner we start learning how to win and competing against the best, we're going to uh, start uh, tapping into a new market where youngsters want to be, where these girls are and they become role models. And once the focus was uh, adopted by everyone in the room and we started working towards that, and now we're seeing an influx of a lot of youngsters coming through. And young, a lot of youngsters now identify with the current players playing around the world and representing their country. So the growth in that has been very, very uh, good. And we're seeing a lot of work, especially done at the high performance level now and with the Under-19 World Cup also and the worst coming to South Africa. Tanisha and the team have been working extremely hard around that. So, yes, the numbers are now big. And as, as even uh, Cricket South Africa has even gone as far as saying they're looking to have contracts now at provincial level where provincial cricketers can become now moving from an amateur into a professional setup. So it's slowly becoming very professional in the women's setup and which is very good for the game. So it shows girls can become professional in the game and make a living out of it. Obviously, the coloured clothing is fantastic under the lights or not necessarily always under the lights. But I guess the ultimate goal, not just of yourself as a coach, but of all the girls, is a test match. I know there's one coming up against England. It is something that's been lacking over the last few years. It's something that, yes, it's, we're happy that we're going to finally have to be able to play again after eight years of absence. Especially the young girls, it's been something new because they just been used to white ball cricket. Even back home, we only play white ball cricket. The reintroduction of, of test cricket now is going to help the players even to develop their skills even better because they will be tested. As I, as I say, it's an endurance thing that they will have to go through. It's not that 50 over, 20 over cricket game that you're going to play. You play in a over a duration of time of a number of days. So it's something that we, we we welcome in our space and we feel that it's something we can take forward. And girls can wait to be able to test themselves against a team that has been playing consistently against Australia in this format. So it's a one to look forward to and very exciting. So before I let you go, I've done a little bit of digging and I found out a little bit of information that I think everybody listening might be interested to hear. Uh, the, the coach is a pretty decent left-arm spinner who has 13 players on the field and every ball, every appeal, they're out. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> I can't identify with that coach, but uh, uh, coach is always highly competitive because uh, we feel that uh, you're only working with players, you know. You always try to find a uh, level of, of competitiveness is always there. It's one thing I've picked up with uh, South African athletes is how competitive they are, even in uh, supposedly to be a relaxed environment. So you always uh, make, have to make sure that uh, you one up against them and uh, you, you keep keeping them on their toes and ask the right questions with the ball. So yes, uh, very competitive. And, and I keep telling you, I've got, I've got the most international wickets in the, in the nets and uh, but always, it's always a challenge, always a struggle, but we enjoy, we have great fun in the matches, in preparation. Sounds like you do. Obviously, from a male to a male, it must also be, at times be a little difficult, not just to look after a female cricket team, a male cricket team as well. There's personalities, there's differences of opinion. But I mean, after all these years, you seem to be doing a good job. No, it takes, it takes time with each and every team you work on, I think, uh, work with, because at the end of the day, you know, when you look at our country, where we come from, the history that we have, 
the number of cultures. I mean, we, one of the few countries, if, if not that, that I know that there's got a level of official languages, cultures within cultures. So it's not always easy to get it together, but you always have to try and find a balance. So the environment constantly changes and it's always challenging us to be to be true to the course of why we're here. So yes, so with time that you learn the personalities, you understand the personalities and you can be able to make sure that uh, we keep the, the focus going. Everybody understands why they're there. At the end of the day, we're representing a very proud nation and I'm for giving uh, supporters that always want to win. That's why every day you, they, they put on their Kenyan goal, they know that what is expected and what they're representing. So the cause is much bigger than us as a, as a team. So it makes the environment even much easier to be able to to manage and, and, and adapt as time goes on. And she also said to me that you are arguably one of the calmest people she's ever worked under. I can hear that in our conversation and continue with the magnificent work that you're doing. And it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you today. I appreciate it, Louis, and thanks for having me. That's another edition of From the Boardroom to the Locker Room. Until next time. Talking sport with Louis Carpers. Pulling no punches. Telling it like it is. Louis Carpers is Talking Sport.